exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. People listen to the Impact, but more specifically, this show in general. And uh, I keep getting comments from people like that they were hanging. I got a comment last week that someone was at Hat World in the Meridian Mall and they were listening to Happy Hour. So uh, if they've got us on again, hello, Hat World uh, in the Meridian Mall. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. The main also, competitor to lids. I hear. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, the uh, we're going to talk about my uh, cover band here uh, soon, but um, the uh, the singer for my cover band is absolutely obsessed with finding out what you look like because she hears you on the show all the time. She wants to know what Doctor Kilometer looks like. Well, if you guys would ever play a gig, then I'd come and meet her. We play gigs all the. We're playing a gig on the seventh, whatever that Saturday is of April. Right here in Okemos, and I'll tell you where. Tell you, Eric, where, not uh, the the li- listening population. Uh, wh- you know what I should do is I should make you in charge of setting up a happy hour MySpace page. All right, I can do that. And uh, you can have your uh, uh, Palooza picture up on there or something. Oh, great. <laughs> great. 432 the phone number to get in touch with us here in the studio. Or, of course, it is the Internet age, after all. Uh, Impact Happy Hour is our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. I'm already getting files from our boy Gomio in Japan, um, and that's good times. So uh, he's sending me some tunes from his... His uh, some uh, musicians there in Japan. He wants He's probably me to check sending out, so. you like the entire contents of the iTunes music library from his cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you can do that over there. He's uh, over the past couple of weeks. Gomio has been sending me pictures of the uh, the things that are up and happening, uh, and we're gonna have a show dedicated, at least a part of a show dedicated to all the cool things that are cool in Japan right now because it takes about ten years to get here. And uh, he sent me some really rad pictures of stuff, including cell phones. So. Um, he has a poor internet connection apparently today, so we'll be talking to him uh, hopefully at uh, some point here soon. Uh, you know, I noticed that last weekend was St. Patrick's Day, and it's got yeah, to the was. point yeah. I have gotten so old that I don't. I, 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 the day passed, and I was like, oh my god. The excuse that I used to have besides tailgating to get up at seven o'clock and start drinking, and I missed it. Is it, what did you do for St. Patrick's Day? Oh, I did a big. <laughs> Where? Where'd you go? Well, first, uh, I had a delicious breakfast at Colada. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good. And uh, then we went along to um, the peanut barrel. And I don't know what it was, but it seemed like at the peanut barrel, every beer I had tasted so fantastic. <laughs> no, and... and and I didn't. I didn't drink very much. I drank uh-huh. like one Guinness at at uh, Colada. But mm. I think at Peanut Barrel, I think they changed all their kegs before St. Patrick's oh, Day. Yeah, probably. So everything tasted really fresh. And I don't know if they put a new detergent block in their dishwasher or whatever. But everything was just crisp and just awesome beer. And then uh, after that, went to the Dublin Square. Oh, how was it? Uh, don't know. Um, <laughs> not for the reason you think. The reason Couldn't I don't know in. is because I waited in line for an hour. Gave up. And uh, I got as far as to be corralled, in, and literally, corralled is oh, the I'm word. Sure. Corralled into the waiting area, the waiting uh, vestibule area, mm-hmm. and stood in the vestibule area after waiting in line a half hour for about another 20 minutes. Didn't move. So finally uh, left, but yeah. 
I can assure you they had no no shortage of patrons. Oh yeah. And uh, and then I just went back uh, went back to a house and just um, chilled out there and watched watched the rest of the game. Oh yeah, I did I did nothing, uh, and it's unfortunate. I will say though that uh, the weird thing with Guinness is, and that's why I always I'm a total beer snob when it comes to Guinness. I'll drink. Uh, Miller Genuine Draft uh, yeah. at parties out of a can. Now I used to even be my snobbery exceeded that even before. But uh, the reason I, the Guinness, for the most part, sucks around here is that it sits in the taps for so long, and the nitrogen that they have to uh, add into the taps is you like the only place that Guinness is any really any good around here is at Cladaws. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I used to, you know it, it, it pales in comparison in other places. But yeah, that is uh, Guinness when it's when it's properly poured and infused with nitrogen the way it's supposed to be. It's fantastic. Indeed, and uh, I would agree. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day treated me right. No hangover. Nice. No nothing. Luck of the Just Irish. Luck of the Irish. Thank uh, you, Irish. I will never forget a St. Patrick's Day I spent with my friends at uh, Western uh, Western Michigan University down in Kalamazoo. We went to a bar called. Bourbon Street, I think. Something like that. And they had a special, very inexpensive pitchers of Guinness. And three of us went, and uh, we were only there for like six hours, but they ran out of Guinness at like midnight or something. And we ended up uh, crawling out and going to the topless bar down the street. But uh, Bingo. that was a fan. I had the worst hangover of my life, though, after that uh, that evening. Uh, just by the way, an aside, if you've ever wondered what kind of nerdery uh, exists here at the Impact, we have uh, we have a lots of the you know last week we talked about the trade magazines the radio trade magazines uh, and we have like this this crate full of radio trade magazines the obligatory singer and songwriter uh, spin, spin Rolling Stone yeah. I found a sport rocketry uh, magazine this is the um, apparently the trade magazines for those who build model rockets. See now, is it is it model rockets? It is or model is it rockets. For, see, it's the little it's yeah, the, I see. those little engines. So, see, I thought it was maybe for like like the X Prize or something like that. Not quite. No, these are uh, yeah, these are full out. Uh, wow. <laughs> and the picture of this dude in here, even though this is radio, is probably the uh, the epitome. Oh of yeah, all. believe me, guys. <laughs> this magazine a number you, uh, one. You are not going to impress chicks with your. Uh, your Klingon ship-based um, uh, rocket that's propelled by the cool little... I remember my brother used to be into that, and I was so little, I was always so pissed that he never let me play with his rockets. Probably a good thing. Uh, anyway, I have a couple things to complain about before we get on into movies. The infamous Brock Rant. The Brock Rant. staple of the Happy Hour First program. First off, you'll notice, if I stand up, you see the shirt? Looks like... See what it comes down to in the back? Oh, that's no good. Okay, Here's the thing chicks is, good dudes yeah not good here's the, the thing that sucks is when you i'm i wouldn't say i'm an overly tall guy i'm kind of tall i'm about six three and i i buy shirts that are you know i'm i'm slightly bigger in build so i'll buy a, a large say like a large or medium depending on the company because of course shirts sizes vary but the thing that sucks is i'm so tall that the 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 end of the shirt the bottom of the shirt barely covers up my belt so if I want to get any longer shirt without having to go to some super expensive uh, and really – if you have to go to a big and tall store, you might as well kill yourself. Um, Especially with the growing obesity problem in America. <laughs> yeah. If they don't have your size at a regular store, yeah. that's rough. But my thing is that shirts are never long enough. You know, it's hard – not very many uh, name brands carry tall versions of clothing. So all these shirts I have – 
barely cover up my belt, and I, it, uh, you're always tugging and pulling on my shirts. And I'm sure somebody out there I know knows of a of a specific brand or something of tall shirts. But I, if I want to get shir- shirts from the Gap or or God forbid Abercrombie or American Eagle or whatever wherever I shop, and uh, no, I'm not as cool to sh- shop at uh, Urban Outfitters or uh, whatever. Paxson. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is all as much um, a poser as uh, uh, Abercrombie is, but I don't care. I like the way Abercrombie stuff fits. Uh, but anyway, I, I hate that. I would, uh, Half of my shirts are like this, so I go around looking like I'm that guy from the 1980s video with the mesh, like, half uh, <laughs> football jersey. Uh, yeah, that's... That's sweet. Uh, also, I uh, my parents were in town yesterday. Oh, the parent visit. And uh, for those of you who have spent any time listening to me on the show, you know I complain about my parents a lot. Republicans. <laughs> oh, not no. Apparently, they're libertarians now. Uh, but uh, for the, one thing, I'm not worried about talking about this because they never listen. Um, they I don't. They wouldn't even know the uh, <laughs> the numbers on the radio. Like, wait, wait, where, where you work at the Impact? But what's the numbers? Um, I. Uh, I worked at at a commercial station in town for like six years, and I don't think they ever listened. Um, and a classic example of of I played. Okay, granted, my parents are kind of like backwoods folk, and they're not uh, they're not exactly big city type people. I played in a, a a regional like kind of not really touring, but we played around a lot. We played at Ricks. I played all over the place. Um, I played in bands for six seven years, cover band, um, original bands, et cetera, et cetera. My parents only saw us play, saw me play ever once, uh, and that was because we were playing at the U Fest at MSU like three or four years ago. And this was apparently the only comfortable position they could like. They they'd be damned if they went to Ricks or something to see us play. However, my brother, uh, who is decidedly more redneck than I am, mud bogs all summer long, and uh, they, my parents were, whenever they're in town, they are sure to watch my brother. Uh, drive his big truck through a big pile of mud. So, uh, oh, little Brock is needing the, his parents' validation. No, I don't. Mm. I don't need their validation. What I'm saying is, I don't have to worry about anything I say on the air because it's not going to get back to him. Uh, but I, I don't know what it is, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can relate to this. I don't know what it is, but as of lately, like the past year, anytime I hang out with my parents. My dad and I just start going at it, just out of nowhere, like some conversational glove. Arguing, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Tennessee. Yes, we are arguing. Well, you said I, they were backwoods. Yeah, well, okay, touche. Uh, but, like, yesterday I came, I was talking, what was I talking about? Something about, oh, the recent stupid um, Yaffers thing that was in the uh, the the state news, the... Young Americans for Freedom thing and how they're ruining conservatism or some ridiculous thing. Something okay. that doesn't even deserve news coverage. Uh, but um, all of a sudden it just turns into, like, my dad is pretty much like a um, a spokesperson for Fox News, though he calls himself a libertarian. And he, like, he cites all these things. He was trying to convince me yesterday that global warming is a scam so that Al Gore can make money. And that uh, global warming is it's not it has nothing to do with the human population of what we've done to the environment. It is all based on what he calls fire ice, which is a, uh, m- a what is it like methane hydrate? 
Yeah, methane hydrate. That apparently there's a bunch of methane that's frozen under the uh, polar ice caps, which are and- melting because of global warming. <laughs> no, trust me. Uh, uh, he also we also got an argument about to catch a predator and how that to catch a predator is entrapment and illegal, and the fact that they cannot those people are not supposed to go to jail just because they think they're sol- they they think they're soliciting fourteen year olds. So you're sending people to jail for their thoughts. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know where to begin, nor am I a law enforcement officer. Like I can sit, I sit and argue with my dad and it's so funny because my dad, my dad's, the the thing that's really sad is my dad is a uh, physician of sorts. He, uh, and when I say physician, I'm not saying a chiropractor, they're not doctors. Um, my dad's a veterinarian. Uh, but that also means he had as much schooling for the most part as a physician does. Um, he uh, he's a scientist. He's a smart guy, but oh my god, he everything he 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 looks stuff up on the internet. And by God, if he finds it on the internet, it's true. And uh, it's when you live in the UP and a peninsula with an entire population of about sixty people, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's just getting unreal. I I uh, uh, he he tr- the whole to catch a predator thing. And then he's also one of those slippery slope guys. Like we got in an argument about like. Uh, Assisted suicide. It didn't even start with assisted suicide. It started with the uh, dove hunting. Remember the dove hunting measure that was on? That's a slippery slope. Uh, dove hunting thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a, he said it's a slippery slope because you know who are the who are the people of Michigan to say that we can't hunt doves, and that next they're going to take the rights of to hunt bears and deer away. <laughs> I'm like, well, first of all, um, they didn't take your right to hunt doves away. They just never allowed it in the first place. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. Is so, there is there a dove overpopulation problem? No, but the thing is, here's the arg- the thing is funny is all you have to do is drive an hour and a half south to Indiana or Ohio, and you can hunt doves all you want, and that's where they migrate through anyway. And that's where you'd most think, people. You'd think that a man who spends his entire professional life healing animals and helping animals would want to do all he can to protect animals. Well, see, that's the thing, though. My, I come from a long line of veterinarians, and they're also the most. It never made a lot of sense to me that they, they also killed a lot of animals. The big time hunters, like you walk to my grandfather's house, and there's just deer heads everywhere. Uh, and uh, I was never, I was the the lone person of that family that never really got into hunting or anything like that. Um, and it, no, it didn't make a lot of sense, but you'd be surprised that a lot of, you know, a, a lot of physicians really don't care about people either. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so anyway, I feel for anybody. I, I I've given up on trying to like. Yesterday, I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to argue anymore, and she can be like, whatever. You, <laughs> you have. I granted, I I don't necessarily live in the real world because I live on campus here, and this is kind of this environment is decidedly more to the left than it is right, as any mm-hmm. area with, you know, smart people. Not necessarily <laughs> that. Any place that they have to worry about where they're getting money and who they're getting money from, um, you know, worrying about if you say anything to upset the wrong person, you're not going to get money from a certain grant, whatever. Uh, but I, I just, whatever, you know, living up in the UP, I guess, gives you a better idea of what's going on. But anyway, um, so... For those of you who don't get along with your parents, I get along with my parents. Uh, Rex Cranky. It's just that I, I have no idea. I have no idea where the hell I came from. Like I am the the epitome of the black sheep of the family. I just don't get it. 
Uh, and uh, ugh, something else to complain about. I know this is great uh, and probably great radio. Craigslist. I've put a couple things up on Craigslist lately, and every single time I put things up on Craigslist, uh, basically I get people saying, okay, I'm going to buy this stuff from you, but we're going to meet up, blah, blah, blah. And on the day we're supposed to do it, every time they email me, sorry, found something else. Sorry, got this from somebody else. Sorry. I had that same experience with the Casual Encounters page on Craigslist. <laughs> the Casual Encounters, the, the M for uh, F, or the M for M, or... I assure you, I have no idea what you're talking about. But every single time, every single time somebody have you seriously tried to hook up with people? Absolutely not. Okay, (laughs) I was just—I don't know anybody that has. I—I honestly, it was a good bit, and you ruined it. I did. I totally ruined it. I'm sorry. Uh, But anyway, I'm not a happy camper with Craigslist either. Uh, A question for you before we get into movies, which of course we will. I have a, we were talking earlier about my cover band, and I have a, another cover band gig coming up. And we were in the process in the past. We have a uh, we probably know I don't know like forty songs, fifty songs maybe. Right, right, and right. We, we were learning. We learned two more uh, in the past week. We learned the divinals. I touch myself. Nice. Uh, and then we learned uh, blind melon, no rain. Okay. Oh wait, and then we learned um, Tom Petty. Um, Oh, what was the... I can't even think of the name of it now. It's the one that had... Uh, what's her name in the video? It was big in like 1993. Last Dance with Mary Jane. Last Dance with Mary Jane. Yeah. Good song. What do you think for a cover band? What are good songs and what are bad songs? Here's the thing with my cover band. I absolutely hate about 90% of the songs we play. Uh, because they're all <laughs> terrible classic rock tunes. Um, well, for me, I mean... I, what I, makes a good classic... Or what makes a good cover band? A drummer. First of all, <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, you have to have a great drummer. I agree. Um, the just the the upbeatness of the songs. Uh, I really like cover bands that play like Beatles songs, and um, U two has really mm-hmm. good songs to cover. Um, personally, for me, the best cover band I ever saw was in a bar in uh, is a pub actually in Montreal, Canada, and it, they played a lot of Beatles. They played a lot of. Um, you too, and then they'd throw in some no doubt songs in there, and yeah. you're like, "Wow, you know that's that's kind of kind of switches it up a little bit from from kind of classics to kind of a a different take on a new poppier hit." Yeah. Um, you know, I guess I, I guess I would need some time to think about it a little bit more, but I guess just um, energy and the drumming and um, just. Really playing off the crowd. That I've, for me, that's what makes a good cover band. Do you think all the songs have to be super hits? Like everybody, about like ninety percent of the people in the bar should know the song you're playing. Well, I can only speak from what I personally believe, which is if a band, if a cover band plays a song that I've never even heard of, and and I do, you know, dabble in quite a bit of music. Um, so that's saying something if I haven't heard of it. If they <laughs> if they play something that I haven't heard of, it definitely is kind of a buzzkill. My uh, my friends in uh, Star Farm do a great job. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to see uh, the uh, brothers Marate and Dan and uh, those crew. Um, those guys do a fantastic job. I think they focus mostly on 80s. Um, and uh, 
you know, I my dream, if I were going to be in a cover band and, and actually do it to, I mean, right now I'm in a cover band to make money. Right. <laughs> uh, no bones about it. But if I were in a cover band to have fun, I would totally do a grunge cover band. Like, play nothing uh, later than, like, 1994. Would you dress the part? Of course, you have to. If you're yeah. going to be in a, a grunge cover band, you've got to have flannel. I still have my knee-high Doc Martens. Ripped um, jeans. Oh, yeah. Heroin. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to get input as to other songs because all the songs I tried to get the band to play, even though the band will play them, they just don't fit with the mix, and it's just kind of weird. Uh, 432-3893, Impact Happy Hour, if you want to add your input um, on what uh, what crappy cover songs we're supposed to play. Uh, I, I will say that, surprisingly, I, I guess I'm kind of biased i'm kind of a music snob uh i every every place we seem to play even though for the most part in your when you're playing in a town like perry you you could play um sweet home alabama on a loop for four hours and people go nuts so um and that is a dig in the city of perry by the way um <laughs> i i don't i i've yet to have, know a song that we've ever played and like i said i hate 90 percent of them but they all go over well and i'm talking like um, from Jimi Hendrix to like, I mean, just ridiculous stuff. Jimi Hendrix is good, you know. If you're playing to Perry, you're probably playing to, you know, at least the Perry bar crowd that that I've experienced, which is a whole of twice, I think. Oh, you came out there, didn't you? Yeah, that's wrong. Oh, but it yeah. seemed like it seemed <laughs> like a lot of them were just like, you know. Uh, 40-year-old moms and dads who, you know, put the kids off on a babysitter yeah. uh, that night, which is fine. You know, everybody needs a break. No, from... if, they were, if they were 40, they were putting their grandkids off on a babysitter. Well, I didn't, I didn't say that. You did. But, but, you know, everybody needs a break from, from their responsibilities every once and again. So yeah. it just seemed like it was a lot of them coming out just to have a good time. And, you know, with Hendrix and, and you know, old U2 and stuff, they're, they're really into that. So Yeah, well, we'll see. We're, we're uh, Like I said, we're playing a gig here coming up in uh, Okemos in a few weeks. I'll tell you about that so you can show up. But last time we played there, it was wall-to-wall, surprisingly. It absolutely was. And so and everybody... A good time was had by all, for sure. Yeah, but you weren't there. What are you talking about? Last time we played in Okemos? Oh, not Okemos. I was talking about the Perry show. <laughs> oh, it's even better at the Okemos joint. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, other things, in case you haven't seen uh, the news, uh, very briefly, uh, Tubby Smith, of course, of Kentucky fame, is now the head coach at Minnesota. That's a downgrade. Yeah, big time. I don't understand why. I mean, here's apparently the thing is there's some anti... Uh, there weren't the, the record had been kind of losing ground over the past few years as it, Kentucky of course is a huge powerhouse in basketball isn't it the most winningest program uh, one of the I, two I, think. I believe I believe UCLA is the winningest program in the history of the game but I know that currently um, Kentucky has one of the four longest streaks NCAA for tournament. Uh, NCAA tournament appearances so that um, that will be interesting playing out in the Big Ten uh, so I'm still curious to see who Michigan is going to get because, of course, Tommy Amaker was fired last week. I heard Tom Crean. I heard they were making a play no for Tom Crean. No way is he going to leave Marquette. In in USA Today, they said it. Um, well, of course they're going to try to get somebody who was under Izzo, obviously, but I don't know. We'll see. And I also heard that they were going to make a play for the guy who coaches for UNLV. His name is uh, Don Luger, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um which UNLV had a great season. And they were also supposedly going after the USB, the ESPN commentator, uh, big fat guy. 
who hates Michigan State. I'm trying to remember who, uh, what his name is. Uh, I'll look it up later. Um, as much as I hated uh, talking about our uh, our supposed rivals on the air, mgoblog, uh, dot blogspot.com. Uh No, I know it's terrible because it, all it does is uh, talk about uh, U of M football. But their take, the guys take, the writers take on U of M basketball is actually pretty funny. And uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there about uh, the coaching thing. I'm just giving out an unbiased opinion about you yeah. know. I don't have a problem with. Uh, all my my smart friends went to U of M, and now they can't find jobs, so it's fine with me. Uh, so anyway, any <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the whole Angelina Angelina Jolie thing, buying another kid thing coming up a little later. Hey, come on, she gives a good life to those kids. Are you serious? Do you what do you what kind of life do you think those kids are really going to have? Whatever have kind of li- whatever kind of life they want. Two is- superstar. You you don't think those kids are going to be screwed up for the rest of their lives? No, I don't. I think the kids would be better off in an orphanage than be than living with the likes of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Yeah, they'd get anything they want, but then, oh, look, we have another Paris Hilton on our hands. Seriously? Is that what you want? Are her kids hot? <laughs> I don't know. They're like three. <laughs> you are disgusting, man. I Dr. knew the Palmer. answer to that question before I asked, and uh, the answer was, don't ask. <laughs> All right, let's make a... Uh, Make a jump into the movies. Opening this week, I'm surprised the Reverend Craig Turrell isn't here. The Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters opening this week. Uh, also opening, The Hills Have Eyes 2. Uh, Air Guitar Nation, which I really want to see. It's not going to be around here anywhere. Is that a documentary? <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, from, uh, from New York to L.A. all the way to northern Finland. The film chronicles the year of the rise of the U.S. Air Guitar Championships through the eyes of former world champions, fan and media. It's like a mighty wind, but with the air guitar. Wow. So uh, I think that that could be fan. The one movie that's coming out I will probably see before the Aqua Team movie is Rain Over Me. It's Adam Sandler's new movie. With Don Cheadle. Uh, yeah, Don Cheadle. And uh, that's the one where he loses his family uh, in 9-11. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the but movie. But let's be clear. Let's be clear. The character loses his family in 9-11, but the movie takes place after that. Thank God. Yeah. Adam Sandler was smart enough yeah. <laughs> to do that. They they don't they don't show that. But yeah. because they mention 9-11 in the movie, they will be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, hitting theaters, and the more I see about it, the more it looks like it's going to be absolutely awful. Yeah, I saw a clip of it, um, and man, it, it just doesn't look like... It looks like it's geared more towards... Uh, a seven-year-old than it is towards the, kids the people who, who liked Ninja Turtles when the first movies came out and when the cartoons were originally popular back abs- in back in the like 1990. Yeah, absolutely. The, if the thing that first of all, I the only thing that makes sense about this movie at all is the fact that there's a lot of of uh, people our age that are buying and spending a lot of money and things from our childhood. I mean, you just take a look at, I'm sure, the sales of those stupid Atari and Sega Genesis controllers that you hook up to your TV to play. Those are, I, there's not a person I know that doesn't have one of those. Uh, and a lot of people are buying into that. And so they were like, hey, time for a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And uh, it's I, I guarantee it doesn't even break the top five. You know, you hear all this stuff about... Um pictures that are so hard to get greenlit now and they sound like such compelling stories and And then you hear (laughs) stories about a teenage mutant ninja turtles and they absolutely screw up everything about it so it seems yeah uh they screw up the demographic that they're shooting for you know all this stuff 
and yet movies like that still get greenlit. Do you do you have a problem with the fact that they changed the plot around so that Shredder's gone? Uh, I don't think April oh April O'Neil is in this movie, but. Um, and by the way, if you're wondering how a 27-year-old dude knows so much about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this was my wheelhouse uh, 17 years ago. So I know everything there is to know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I, in fact, had the comics uh, before it got super huge. Wow. That's how uh, sweet I am. And that's, I remember, like, these comics look, good. are drawn completely sucky compared to the cartoon. Uh, the other big uh, pile of uh, stinkiness coming out would be Shooter. Uh, <laughs> I think that movie looks compelling. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I think it looks good. Uh, Bob Lee Swagger, a former Marine Corps sniper, leaves the military after a mission goes bad. After he is reluctantly pressed back into service, Swagger is double-crossed again with two bullets in him and the subject of a nationwide manhunt. Swagger begins his revenge, which will take down the most powerful people in the country. And, of course, this is all starring our favorite, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, what you got against Mark Wahlberg? He's a terrible actor. Oh, you're so wrong. Oh, he's such a terrible actor. He has the same uh, like affection. He's he's the same dude in every movie, uh, except for he might have a terrible accent in one, uh, like The Departed or something. No, I disagree with you. Really? Uh, if you if you look at his roles in like for instance The Departed versus uh, Boogie Nights, completely different. If you look at his role in um, uh, Planet of the Apes versus his role, which was a which was not a great movie, but he wasn't too bad in it. Yeah. If you look at that compared to his role in I don't know the Italian Job, I I think they're different enough so that he can differentiate himself. I mean, come on, the guy the guy's at least as good as uh, he's been getting movie roles or at least as good as what Tom Cruise has been getting lately. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, movies in theaters, the number one movie, The Box Office, which is just killing, uh, and no pun intended, I saw last night, the movie 300, uh, Wild Hogs at number two, Premonition at number three, Dead Silence number four, and Chris Rock's uh, oh, huge failure of I Think I Love My Wife, a mere $5 million on opening weekend. That hurts. Uh, 300, I saw it last night. Um We'll talk about that before we talk about other movies in theaters. Uh, I went in with not a lot of expectations. I knew it was going to look sweet, and it does look awesome. But it, there's the narration in it's kind of cheesy because it kind of switches between like third person and first person. It's a little weird, uh, but it is. It's one of the better movies I've seen in a while. It's done really well. It's just it's it's basically it's a comic book movie that wasn't a comic book. It's it's great. It, the it, the way it looks, I know it was all shot in a warehouse, yep. but it, it just looks awesome. The only thing that sucks about it is a lot of the blood, the blood sp- splattering stuff. The CG and the blood splattering is kind of cheesy. Like they made it make it squirt on the screen and like drip down. I'm like, are there cameras uh, in uh, like 400 BC or whatever? <laughs> but um, uh, the fact that there's also like there's monsters and all this stuff and the battles, which are they look really really cool. But um, the acting was okay uh, for the most part. Uh, lots of uh, hot women uh, and uh, some nudity. If you're looking for that, lots of uh, Lots of gore. So I give it a big thumbs up. I thought it was fantastic. I, even my girlfriend liked it. And she's usually not into that kind of stuff. So that is a fantastic a movie, movie. for the ladies. Yeah, there you go. Other movies uh, currently in theaters. The Last Mimsy. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know a single person that uh, will uh, have uh, any inclination to seeing that. Dead Silence, also in theaters. Premonition, that's uh, Sandra Bullock's new movie with uh, her husband dies, and then she keeps dreaming about him dying, and she wakes up, and it's a different day, and he's not dead, and uh, I have no interest in that. Chris Rock's movie, uh, I think I love my wife. You know, Chris Rock was on um, SNL this last weekend. Oh, yeah. And he did the opening... Um, like before the monologue thing Uh, uh and he basically it was him uh going on a rant about uh who can be president barack obama hillary clinton john mccain whatever oh Um, i heard about this he he did this rant and i gotta say um i don't know what happened i don't know if the teleprompter broke and the cue card guy got shot <laughs> or or what happened but i'll tell you deer in headlights the guy could not tell a joke he couldn't nail the punchlines really um it's like he stumbled over every 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 joke he stumbled over the lines um and it really took away from the funniness and it was funny like if you were to tell those jokes the things that uh, that he said at parties you know it would be funny but man he he blew the delivery i gotta say i was really surprised because i've seen his specials and i think he's a funny guy but he really he really i don't know maybe maybe he was on something but it was strange (laughs) That's uh, that is interesting because he's usually known for uh, for being pretty clear. Uh, Black Snake Moan. I have yet to hear a single good thing about that movie. Failed so yeah, bad, hugely failed. Uh, and another uh, another movie that you saw last week, Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac's really good. Which you thought is uh, fantastic. So that is the uh, the other movie that I plan to see. Uh, quickly before we uh, take a break, let's talk about DVDs real quick. Blood Diamond in uh, on DVD this week. Uh, the Reverend Craig Terrell gave this one a big thumbs up. Uh, that is starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, all in Acrofa, uh about blood diamonds and goats, apparently. Rocky Balboa, the movie, is uh, already out on DVD because that was a big pile, too. And uh, I I had to laugh. Of course, you know, my, my I love to do my steroid rants. About roids. I love my steroid rants. I On Entertainment Weekly, they had the gall to be like the out on dvd this week the rocky balboa movie uh sylvester stallone at age 60 how does he get in such great shape well this is his workout and i'm like oh he got nothing... busted in australia for, yeah, for having human growth hormone that's right which is uh which is what everybody human growth hormone uh is, for those of you who don't know like there's anabolic steroids and there's human growth hormone um, human growth hormone isn't really necessarily that bad for you, but it can cause acromegaly. And uh, basically, if, you know, you think of Andre the Giant; he had acromegaly, like your hands get really big. And you know? so, like when you see those professional bodybuilders that are huge and have like three percent body fat, and yet their stomach like jets way out, growth hormone makes everything grow. So, like even though your muscles grow, your guts grow, your liver grows, so everything just pushes out. And that's gross, man. That is pretty gross. But uh, yeah, that's what he got busted with. That is not um, you can't test for hgh though that's the big controversy right now you can't that's baseball that's what everybody's taking instead of steroids they're taking human growth hormone so everybody's gotten a big stink about that uh aragon a movie i'm surprised i have yet to see is out on uh, dvd with milkovich 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 yeah indeed and uh i heard that it was terrible and i i'll still see it because it's the genre of cheesy uh dork movies that i like um and then i saw they had an episode of orange county choppers with um, uh, Jeremy Irons in it for the movie, and they were doing like a production, or not a production bike, that they were doing a promo bike for the movie. And 
uh, it be, beyond being a terrible looking bike, uh, Jeremy Irons wasn't very nice. So, uh, a nativity story out on DVD this week. Thank God, no pun intended. Uh, everyone's hero out on DVD and uh, Runs House season one and two. Uh, I can't believe people still. I mean, I understand. I you hear people still complain about MTV. They never play videos anymore. Well, duh, because all the music sucks right now, and nobody cares about music as far as like. There's the ten or fifteen videos that are running in the morning on VH1 or MTV, but you know you get a heck of a lot better ratings playing shows like um, Flavor Flav's. Uh, Flavor of Love, Flavor Real of World, Love, all that stuff. So, the Hills, which is a great show. Laguna Beach, great show. Why do people have such a drive to watch something? To, is it because they want to be a part of something that they'll never like? These super rich, super famous, well off, like totally dysfunctional, screwed up people. Oh yeah, they're well, so dysfunctional. Do they do they watch it just because they want to be a part of feeling like they because they know they'll never have a billion dollar house? It's like and, a soap opera, you know? It's like why do people watch soap operas? Then the editors do wonders with those shows. They just create stories where there isn't any. They create conflict where there isn't any. And I don't know. It's it's um when there's nothing else on, it's entertainment. I, I refuse to watch it. But anyway, we'll talk about TV and uh, American Idol, even though I didn't watch it. There is a big uh, hubbub about it. Hubbub. Uh, hubbub. And uh, we'll talk about that next. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Happy Hour right here on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Happy Hour right here on Impact 89 FM. My name is Brock. Joined, as always, the Dr. Kilometer, Eric Marzak. I'm here. Our, What's up? Our very own personal metrician. Can we call you a metrician? Oh, that's great. Isn't I that haven't, nice? Nobody's ever called me a metrician before. <laughs> uh, so here we uh, we were talking before the break about American Idol, and I find it, uh, I find it amusing that even though I, I do not watch American Idol... I find it amusing that I still somehow catch what's going on and know about what's like. It's so invasive into everything. It is a juggernaut, and I do watch American Idol, and I I TiVo most episodes because uh, honestly, on a one-hour American Idol episode, I can watch it in twenty minutes. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I can watch it in twenty minutes because you fast forward through all the commercials and all the little run-ups to the singing parts and you know if you just watch the singing parts and the judging 
then you're done with the thing in a half in 20 minutes, tw- literally 20 minutes, not even a half an hour. And and I watch American Idol, and I was really, really shocked at at what happened last night. Well, this is why I'm glad that you're here because uh, I don't watch American Idol, and uh, but I've already heard the uproar of uh, apparently uh, the one of the better singers on the program was voted off mm-hmm. uh, last night. The, I wouldn't call her a favorite, but you're definitely right in saying that she was one of the better singers. Well, this is this is what this kind of proves to me is that America for the the population that watches American Idol has absolutely no idea as to what represents talent <laughs> or like if you still have that that little Michael Jackson looking dude on there who I actually watched him perform once the kid can't say in key to save his life he's super pitchy i mean i even i like when you when you even don't have ears like randy jackson i, I can hear his pitch problems and it's like i, I don't understand but it, it's you know the thing with american idol is is it's it's a popularity contest of uh, it is and you know what you're right people people are supposed to vote for who they want to stay but i will say this um the girl that got kicked off, I usually know their names. I can't remember her name right Stephanie now. Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie had her worst performance, and she got kicked off immediately afterwards. Like, Tuesday's performance for her was her worst performance. And I thought she had a, enough kind of thought equity built up mm-hmm. so that she um, would stay. But apparently, America... You know, didn't didn't think so. Um, I'm just really surprised, and it really just goes to show you that, you know, at this stage in the competition, if you don't vote for who you like, um, you know, you're you're gonna see them go. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is though, is if you go look back, um, and this is how many American Idols have there been? Five. Four I think this is I think this is either the fifth or the sixth iteration, yeah. For the most part, the person who ends up winning American Idol is always overshadowed by whoever came in second or third place. Besides the uh Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson She's definitely huge. overshadows Justin Guarini. Yeah, uh for yeah. But you know, you look at people uh like Clay Aiken, um you look at people like Chris Daughtry who is mm-hmm. killing everybody. Oh yeah. Um Taylor Hicks he, he, they did a news story on him the other day because he can't sell a record to save his life. Well, yeah, which is no surprise to me. But um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess I'd still continue not to understand the American populace. But the uh, you can look forward to American Idol being on for the next thirty years as long as it continues to get the kind of ratings it does. And you know, it's funny too because Stephanie, she was one of the more attractive girls on there too yeah and i'm just really surprised uh i'll say it she's she was downright smoking hot and <laughs> nice. i was really surprised that uh that she got kicked off well well uh what is american idol on like three nights a week or something well it used to be on three nights a week in the auditioning phase yeah um but now that it's in the final 12 it's only on twice a week. Yes, you know, I, I apologize to the person listening to the show. I'm sure I sound completely out of it because I'm the 05 percent of the American populace that doesn't watch American Idol, so I don't know how it works. But I just know every time I go over for band rehearsal or whatever, the rest of the people in the house are watching it, and uh, I catch snippets of it. But uh, 31 million people watch American Idol. Can you imagine what the uh, what it costs to run a national ad during American Idol? I mean, it's got to be way up there. Oh. I don't know. I don't know for certain, but I. I mean, I can guarantee you that it's the highest costing uh, <clears throat> non-special event 
television, you know, not something that's not the Oscars or the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, it's just a juggernaut. It's ridiculous. Wow. Well, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to how long, does, how long is it last? Or, it's going to uh, be much? on for another two and a half months. Oh, my God. Two nights a week for the next two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's that- on, on Tuesdays, it's on for an hour. <laughs> and on Wednesdays, it's on for a half an hour. All right, moving on to uh, super important news, and I say that uh, facetiously as possible. Uh, the announcement, the physician or the uh, medical examiner that's working on the autopsy procedures for Anna Nicole Smith, she's been dead month now or so. Can we just half. shorten it to, to ANS? Okay. Is yeah. that possible? Sure, ANS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not something really. else. Okay, well then let's scratch that. Okay, Anna Nicole Smith, it is. Uh, apparently, Monday morning at ten thirty a.m., the uh, medical examiner will surprise the world with the announcement of what killed ANS. <laughs> wait, wait! Should I gotta put bets? this. I gotta put this into my smartphone. When is this happening again? Ten thirty a.m. I think it's probably. Uh, it's gonna be ten thirty a.m. Eastern time because he's in Florida tomorrow. Yeah, to, uh, Monday. 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 Monday, ten thirty. He had a press conference to announce the press conference. By the way, nice. Uh, and he is enjoying every second of this limelight. Why is it gonna be a huge surprise that she died from opiate uh, overdose? I mean, seriously, Dilaudid and methadone. Well, you're the medical professional, but uh, no, it won't be a surprise. All right, and uh, and we still have, how long does it take for DNA? I wasn't aware that DNA testing took this long uh, to figure out who the father of the child is. They haven't. Uh, they didn't do it yet, right? I thought that they there did. There was a big court battle <laughs> as to as long as that lawyer, uh, as long as the uh, lawyer guy doesn't he the, the Howard Stern guy because he looks like a total jerk, <laughs> and he's a lawyer, so I hope he doesn't win. Uh, another announcement today, which is kind of sad, uh, not one of my favorites as far as uh, for the pl- the presidential nomination because he's totally not going to get it. But uh, John Edwards announced today that his wife's cancer is back, and she was in she had breast cancer. She was in remission. It is now metastasized, and she had found it in apparently in one of her ribs. Ribs. Yeah. So uh, the, the headline on CNN.com is like it's treatable but not curable. Uh, that's optimism at its finest. Uh, what does that What does that mean as a medical professional? What does treatable but not in curable theory, treatable mean? but not curable means that either it's terminal, that it's going to kill her, which it probably will, or that they you can continue to put it into remission and it will continue to come back. But if it, if it's treatable but not curable, it means it's going to kill her eventually. But that's you know, what my grandmother died from was right. breast cancer the metastasized. You know, I'm going to be a complete morbid jerk for a minute here and Please feel free. I'm usually uh, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> let it, first of all, let it be known that in the 04 election, I actually uh, for the, in the primary, I voted for John Edwards. I think he's got great ideas. Mm-hmm. But okay, uh, I'm a I'm a, you know, a straight guy, but let me say John Edwards, if he were single and the president of the country. Oh man. What a whirlwind tour. American president too. American president <laughs> a single widower American president? Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Well, it might come true now. Uh because uh, here's the thing though is there is a number of people this was just announced at like noon today. Yeah, they had know, a press conference for it. CNN.com always does like these instant polls that aren't necessarily scientific, but um they uh they talk they ask for people's 
um, reaction, and uh, people are uh, kind of up in arms about the fact that he would continue to run now that she, her cancer is back. She told him to. Well, here's the thing, I guess, is if you're going to have, this is my feeling on a thing, and I having members of my family die of cancer, and I've seen how it goes, um, when you have, when your family member has cancer, you have cancer. It's because everything that you do and everything that you plan for and everything that you look forward to is involves cancer in one way or another. So it, what it comes down to is should he put his life on hold and wait for this to pan out in whichever pattern, realistically it's not going to pan out in a good way, or should he go ahead with his life and deal with it? I mean, obviously, running a pe- presidential campaign, realistically, if you look at it, first of all, he's not going to win the nomination uh, by the Democratic Party. Yeah, I don't think he will, but I hope he does. <laughs> um, and uh, he... Uh, which reminds me, my dad had some choice words about uh, the only way to stop uh, Senator Hillary Clinton from being president. And I was like, you know, those words, you could be arrested for those words, and you'd be arrested for your thoughts. Is that, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, if you missed the first part of the show, I apologize. That joke probably wasn't very funny. <clears throat> anyway, um, I don't have a problem with him continuing to run because, uh, you know, you're either, you're going to be on your radiation or chemotherapy treatment, and you're going to be holed up. You know, you can go and visit. He's probably, I'm sure he's loaded enough. He's probably got personal or personal airline or jet, or he's got <clears throat> somebody who's gonna fly him around. So, uh, it's it's kind of big news. When is the when are they gonna do the primaries? Gosh, today Florida actually just came out. They're proposing to, um, they're they're proposing to move their primary to before California's primary now. So they're saying now oh, God. <laughs> they're saying now that um Florida wants to have their primary on January 29th, 2008. Even wow. before be- California's is sometime in February and now that California has moved up their primary, um it's just make first of all it's dragging out the active campaign for another you know four months previous to when it right. uh, when it originally had started but just everything is getting moved up in terms of timelines and we're just going to have to deal with a lot more political junk and political news and Ugh. political candidate coverage than we ever had to before because of California moving up their primary <clears throat> I mean gosh they have what 60 electoral votes I mean Whew. Yeah, you kind of have to do. Yeah. I, uh, oh God, uh, Gomi was letting us know he's going to talk about. Uh, he's going to get us info on Japanese toilets, which apparently are interesting in Japan. I hear they're self cleaning and warming. Uh, very nice. Um, I do not look forward to uh, 08, uh, and it's only barely 07. So I look forward to getting a new president, though. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I find the continual bickering about the uh, the whole judiciary process or the. Uh, the uh the attorney general and his uh i i think they finally got the uh, subpoenas for rove and everyone today i think that was part of the news i'm not really i really i'll be honest i don't care that much um i see things that i find amusing and i'll talk about them on the show and then political things you'll hear about for the next three months nonstop. so i really don't care uh oh and by the way the refineries have already begun to uh, ramp up production on the oil prices they rose over uh they were they rose a significant amount today so why, why is that? <clears throat> because the refineries are getting ready for the summer travel season. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, well, I know if they it, make more, shouldn't prices go down? 
Oil makes no no sense to me. Like the the cost of crude, the cost of oil barrels, like it doesn't make any sense. More stuff opens and yet the prices go up. Like well, it's traders who set the price of oil. Yeah, I know, but I. But also consumers who set the demand. So that's why I'm going to be riding around on my motorcycle that gets like 60 miles the gallon for the rest of the summer, which I was going to get it out today. But anyway, uh, other news, which uh, you could you might be able to consider this as someone likes to call it the lower co- the lowest common denominator as far as entertainment, but I think this is a very viable uh, topic for this. The uh, court, the in Philadelphia today, federal judge uh, struck down the internet porn law uh, that makes it a crime for commercial website operators to let children access harmful material. Basically, uh, this prevents the government from limiting what is on the internet. And I'll tell you something right now. This makes me happy because <laughs> I bet it does. Because no, <laughs> not for a reason that you might not think. Um, before. It took me at least 16 seconds to find porn on the internet. <laughs> and now, hopefully, I can get that into single digits. Well, the thing I like about this is it actually forces, um, and pretty soon you're going to be able to get it on your phone, too, or what you already can. Already can. <laughs> Have you tested that out? Yeah, I did in line, actually, on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Awesome. Uh, the thing that I like about this is it actually forces parents to be responsible, even though 90% of the parents out there won't be. Uh, I like the idea that you know the government is like, all right, you know what, you're the uh, the you're going to be the parents of these kids. You're in charge of you know what kind of things they do. Um, do I, I think it's unreasonable that parents should have to watch their kids all the time on the internet? Yes, but do I think that they should do it more than they do? Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. The thing is that. Um, uh, and again, this is a, this is a topic we're going to probably spend about ten minutes on, and we would love to have your input three five five, or I'm sorry four three two three eighty nine three or uh, Impact Happy Hour. It's all one word. Screen name uh, via AOL Instant Messenger. The thing um, w- with this is I kids. I, I find this more and more, and it seems like everybody's so desensitized to everything. You, you think back. I, I can remember the first time I went to like a consumption junction or some stupid website and or uh um or something the the faces of death videos which I'm not oh, sure gosh. if you're familiar with oh, yeah. and I saw those and you know those are videos of people being killed and murdered and just the worst awful things you can ever imagine but when you're a 16 year old guy you're like oh I got to see all this stuff and now you can find that anywhere on the internet. Kids at age eight are far more advanced than their parents are as far as figuring out how the the technology works. And everybody's so desensitized to everything that it's like, I agree that that parents should watch out for for porn, but there should be like, man, I don't know. It's like it's like in the next twenty years, I, I find it hard to believe that once this generation that's kind of in charge now is gone it's not going to be such a huge deal for like nudity on tv and it, it it's i would i would love to see if there were if you could test somehow the sensitivity of people to certain subjects over the past 10 years because of the internet and how much it's changed yeah you know that's a, that's a great point because um you know, I guess you could say my family was an early adopter with the internet we, I w- we were too we had the internet <clears throat> way early like we had like prodigy back in the day and oh, god yeah and like a our first computer, I had it when I was in third grade, so wow, a long nice. time. But I can remember vividly the first time I saw pictures from the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition on the computer, and I was like, "Ching ching." Well, here's the 
Here's the other thing, though, and this is kind of a weird story, <clears throat> but hang in there with me. I was probably, the first time I ever saw porn, I was probably 13, and I knew, like, I I turned away from it, and I knew it was wrong, because I had I had some sort of something instilled, and my parents weren't, like, you know, power mongers, they weren't, like... <laughs> You know, sex is bad, blah, 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 drugs are bad, blah, you know, they just kind of expected me to pick up on things and mm-hmm. hope that I was intelligent. Uh, and boy, did I prove them wrong. But uh, I knew then that, you know, that I that's something you shouldn't be participating in or, you know, kind of, I knew, I felt bad about it. But I, you know, now you hear stories, that there's, the thing with the internet porn law is that it forces parents to be responsible, but now parents are so desensitized to things that the 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 idea of what a, a kid that's under the age of 14 shouldn't see has changed a lot i don't know this i kind of go back and forth on the whole it's free a tough speech one. of the internet thing. it's a tough one because even though i mean they the basis of this law said, that was struck down says because there is software available to basically like a vcha for your television because the software is out there that you can block certain websites um, they, sh- you know, that leaves the responsibility up to the parent, and shouldn't the government shouldn't have the opportunity to block things? But kids, I, my, I was 14 when we got a dish, uh, the Direct TV dish, and my parents put that lock on so you couldn't see things rated over. I figured out how to get through that within like the first week. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, I don't know. I kind of, uh, I kind of worry. It's and it kind of sucks because it's like, if you're so desensitized to porn, I, I, you know, things like. And even guys like you and I, I think at this point, I don't enjoy like porno or anything like that. I don't enjoy it because it's just like, meh, I see it all the time whether I want to or not on the internet. It I, it's I, not a big deal anymore. I think, like, for instance, the the pirate porn. Is <laughs> well, that's amusing. Things, yeah, that's it. Things that are amusing uh are better than things that are actually meant to be meant to be titillating well no pun intended i the big the thing is though that all comes down to is i worry because the internet everything is so readily available that nothing is a big deal anymore nothing's a big deal like used to if be if you're if you're a 12 year old adolescent seeing Seeing boobs on the internet, I think it's still. I, a big I, but deal. I would be, I would be willing to bet you money that there is not a twelve-year-old or ten-year-old today that hasn't been on the internet and seen porn in one way or another. I would be willing to bet you money because I, they figured it out. I would be. I'd say that anybody who's ten who has sought after it has easily been able to find it. Well, if you're ten years old and seeking after it, then there's you've had other issues and you have other problems, but. I don't know. Well, uh, let's not delude ourselves. It just doesn't pop up. I mean, you have to seek it out. For the most part, yeah. But, I mean, there's there's certain sites, humor sites, that you go to. Or, like, if you go to something like Something Awful and you see, like, you know, Japanese anime and stuff, uh, you click here or you click there and it's like a bunch of manga porn or whatever that stuff right. is. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of worry about our, the future of our and, and the fact that, you know, 60 to 75 percent of the population of the u.s has an iq under 20 uh <laughs> no they don't stop it first of all uh, hey come on first of all 100 is the average and that is oh because that's because the iq is designed so that 100 will be the average and as people get smarter 
100 will still be the average and because the IQs test go down. The, no because the test moves with how people get get smarter by the way how many times have you ever taken an iq test online i've taken it twice online <laughs> what what kind of numbers did you get do you remember oh, 131 okay and what's what's genius considered like 140 i think or something? 140 how accurate do you think those are well i mean i consider myself a pretty smart guy but i don't think i'm a genius and um i don't know I I really have no way of knowing how how accurate I think that is. I certainly certainly I fancy myself somebody who can put things together pretty pretty easily. But do I think I have an IQ of 131? I don't know. I doubt yeah. it. I, uh, I doubt it. I don't know. I, I it's kind of a diversion of the internet porn law being struck down. But uh, I I always found that interesting of how many people brag about the IQ that they got. On I don't bring it up in polite <laughs> conversation. Dude, There's no I, need to. There's uh, no need to. Oh, unless it, you're a braggart, which who wants to be that? Lastly, before we go head over to the basement, thanks to Kate and Amanda. Oh, there she is. Oh, is Kate's that is there. that chick from American Idol that looks like Kate? She girl? got eliminated the first oh, week. Oh, boo! We're I told sorry. her that. We're sorry, Kate. I told her that, though. Uh, before we get to that, I noticed that there's a new website, uh, hotenough.org. And basically, you remember Hot or Not? Oh, I remember it well. This is a dating site that you have to be voted into to be a member. You have to be hot enough as chosen by the rest of the members. So you submit a picture, and they decide if you are hot enough to be a member. Who's they? The people who have already joined. There's a 1,000 members. And apparently there was like one guy who started this, and he started picking people. And as soon as people started uh, being asked to join thanks to their hotness, they started picking other people. <laughs> That's an interesting I think idea. we need to submit a picture of Dr. Kilometer to hotenough.org. Shoot, man, I'd be on it in a second. <laughs> oh, that reminds I'm me. I'm an attractive uh, man. While we're on the air here, I, I need to take a picture of you for uh, with my camera phone for my uh, the singer for my cover band. I'm not dressed up, though. I'm, I'm all... I mean, it's I'm okay. unshaven. Uh, well, I could take that the wrong way. Um, <laughs> sweet. There's a picture of Dr. Kilometer. So, uh, Heather, if you're listening, oh, it's super juicy and hot. So we'll, uh, I'll get that for you it's later. It's kind of goofy, too, Heather. Pretty goofy. We'll, we'll meet in person sometime. At the gig you coming up. You can buy up. me a drink. You can get the gig coming up. Yeah. Uh, we will uh, talk about that off the air. Uh, it's been a happy hour. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, coming up, uh, obviously, The Basement with Kate and Amanda. Super hot Kate wearing the headband of power this evening. Uh, and then from 10 until 2, the hours of power with our boy Puke Pile. It's awesome. Yeah. Evil. Uh, it's coming up all this evening on The Impact, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening. It's right here on Impact 89 FM.